Good morning. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. Um, it's the 15th of October, and we're now just uh, a few weeks away from the election. I'm not sure how far we are away from the results, but uh, I wanted to go over a few things, talk about uh, some very interesting things that have been happening in, in the news, and then there was a question that popped up on my Facebook. Well, it was not mine. It was somebody else's, but I wanted to kind of address that a little bit, and so I will address that after the uh the uh, the break, but let me start off by talking about some of the things. Of course, we have the ongoing Amy Coney Barrett hearings, and I'm not sure if you're aware. Um, yesterday, uh, Senator Hirono of Hawaii um, asked a question, and uh, Judge Barrett made a comment regarding. And she used the term sexual parent preference. In fact, she used the term twice. Now, mind you, it's just been a few weeks since Joe Biden used that very same term. But Senator Hirono decided to take this opportunity to rip into uh, Judge Barrett for being bigoted, for being offensive. And lo and behold, last night, after the hearing... Marion Webster, Webster, on their website, changed the def- definition of sexual preference to be an offensive term uh, used to describe um, a sexual orientation. Words have certain meanings. I can all but guarantee you that Judge Barrett had no offense intended when she used that term. In fact, until last night, that term is a commonly accepted term. Perhaps in in the LGBTQ uh, I, uh, community, it is not. But if you did ask, probably about ninety nine percent of the people. Outside of that community, they would not have seen a problem with it. So there you are. But Merriam-Webster did yesterday change their online definition so as to describe it as an offensive term. That's one thing I want to talk about. And I guess we just did. Otherwise, uh, Judge Barrett, well, actually, in Including that, Judge Barrett has handled herself very, very well. Um, You have some real geniuses in the Senate when it comes to the Democrat side asking ridiculous, nonsensical questions. Um, Trying to get her to trip up, trying to get her to give any kind of a glimpse. And by the way... Judges used to, all the time, give answers, not necessarily about cases that are specifically pending, but they would offer opinions, and that was they did that up until Judge Bork. You don't want to know who was around for Judge Bork's uh, hearing due on the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. That would have been now uh, Candidate Biden. 
then-Senator Biden, who was one of the ones that's responsible for the term borking. Now, if you're not in a, if you're not into the political uh, uh, scene, you may not know that term. But for those who who watch politics, um, that used to be the term. Of course, now the term is being Kavanaugh. It's when Democrats go and rip nominees apart. You know, even Justice Thomas didn't get as bad, and the only reason he didn't is because he was black. Of course, there again, you had the same racist group there that was trying to string him up. In fact, uh, Judge Thomas referred to it as a a high-tech lynching or something like that, Um, referred to the uh, uh, committee hearing as a lynching. I'm sure Biden loved that. Of course, that just fits right in with the party. Anyway, moving on. I want to talk about um, a story by the, in the New York Post, which um, if you were to tr- try to go onto Facebook and find it, or Twitter, uh, you're probably not going to be able to find it. Although Twitter, uh, the CEO, has now admitted that they probably acted rashly when they decided they were going to ban the story pending a review um, because their hacked uh, information policies. I guess we'd have to go back and look and see if they did the same thing with the New York Times uh, publishing President Trump's uh, tax returns. Yeah, but uh, so here's the deal. So in case you haven't weren't able to find the New York Post article, here's what is alleged. The emails were found that indicate that one of the board members or one of the people in uh, higher ups on Burisma, which is the Ukrainian uh, natural gas company that Hunter, board sat, Hunter Biden sat on the board of had requested a meeting with the vice president. Actually, he'd like to meet his father, who just happened to be the vice president. And according to the emails, he did. Now, the vice president has a real sketchy record when it comes to dealing with this stuff. He, he blamed his staff last year for not telling him that his son sitting on the board of a company run by a Ukrainian oligarch is probably a bad, uh, probably his appearance of impropriety when Biden, had, uh, Vice President Biden had been charged with, with um, overseeing foreign policy with Ukraine. Um, you know, he, he, he got really upset with the media because they actually kind of pushed him on it. Remember, that was back when the media was trying to get Biden out. And so they, they looked at uh, impeachment as a two-edged sword. One, they could, you know, they could go after the president with it. But on the other hand, it was also uh, able to sideswipe Biden. Uh, and they didn't realize they needed Biden until they realized that every other candidate was worthless uh, in trying to defeat uh uh, Sanders. 
And it was only when they realized that um, by torpedoing Biden, which they had been doing the whole time, um, they were giving Sanders, who's not even a Democrat, the nomination. And so they turned it around. They got Clyburn down in South Carolina to endorse Biden, and that was pretty much it. Um, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Senator Harris got in some tremendous digs at Joe Biden during the debates leading up to the primaries. Remember, by the way, Senator Harris didn't even make it to the primaries. She dropped out way before. Her campaign was a total disaster. You know, and plus the American people found her very distasteful. But... So be it. So so now you have these emails that have come out indicating that, you no know, Joe, uh, even though the vice president has has said more than once that he had never talked with his sons about dealing with uh, his business um, uh, affairs overseas, now it appears that he has. And these are very damaging. These are, 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 well, if the media is getting it out there, it would be very damaging. If the media was doing its job, I don't think Biden would be a candidate anymore. And that doesn't even mention things like like uh, uh, when Biden yesterday, was it yesterday? No, it was probably the day. Yeah, it was yesterday, actually. And when Biden said he was out campaigning for the U.S. Senate. Again, it's not the first time he's done that. Or when he mentioned, when he was um, asked a question about uh, the Gallup poll saying that uh, 54% or 56% of American people feel like they're better off now than they were four years ago. And Vice President Biden said, well, there's something wrong with their memories. If that had been a Republican, it would have been a Mitt Romney moment. Uh, remember when Mitt Romney said that forty-seven people aren't forty-seven percent of the people aren't going to vote for him under any circumstances? Well, media is going to bury Biden, saying that fifty-six percent of the American public should not vote for him, which he said and said and said. And then he said that they were stupid. Well, he said that they, that there's something wrong with their memory. Now, just think of the irony of that. As he's running for the Senate. And I mentioned Mitt Romney, you know, or, you know, Senator Romney of Utah, or as Joe Biden refers to him, that Mormon guy that's a senator, because uh, he couldn't think of his name, even though he ran against them in 2012 um, for the presidency. Speaking of Mitt Romney, of course, he thinks that Joe, you know, that politics has become really nasty, and you know, of course, Donald Trump has a big part of that. Which, which translated this here. Let me translate that for you, and then we're going to take a break because I have some other stuff I want to talk about. Um, all that can be translated is is Republicans aren't supposed to fight that way. Republicans are supposed to be nice. They're just supposed to roll over and accept their role as losers, whether they win or not. 
When was the last time a Republican majority governed like a majority? I can't remember. But you probably have to go back to when uh, Newt Gingrich uh, stormed the steps of the Capitol. If you listened to the news that night, and I remember it well, that's how you would have thought, is that the, the Republicans stormed the Capitol with their, with their rifles in hand and took over that Congress. Um, but there's not really been, uh, the Republicans seem more comf comfortable um, governing uh, from a minority position. They can't seem to do anything right uh, when it comes to that, except for uh, Donald Trump. And he is every bit as nasty as, as every one of those Democrats, if not more so. And for some reason, people get really upset about that. And so we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a question. I do have one more thing regarding the Hunter Biden thing, uh, but we'll be right back. And we're back here at the Snake River Lib podcast. Um, I did want to uh, just close out the whole Hunter Biden thing. Um, Twitter and Facebook both have put uh, essentially a hold or ban on allowing people to uh, uh, share the New York Post article regarding these emails because, one, it was they claimed it was hack material, which I've already mentioned, uh, but they're fact-checking it. And so, in the meantime, uh, this is one issue, and you might mark that date, October 14th, as if we didn't already know that Facebook... Uh, Twitter, other social media sites are no longer platforms where information can be freely shared and they don't regulate it, but they have become de facto publishers and thus may not fall under Section 230 of the uh, uh, Decency and Communication Act, which is where their immunity lies up to this point. Um when they start censoring something because they don't like it, which is, make no mistake, this is what this is about, um, because this could really hurt um, Joe, or I'm sorry, the vice president. Um, by the way, uh, I just want to make one point real quick. Robert Epstein, uh, who's a, a scientist, I believe, at Stanford University, but don't quote me on that, um, he testified before the Senate um, last year in regards to, sorry about that, um, in regards to the um, power that big tech has over influencing an election. And I don't know if you're on Facebook or on other social media recently, but if so, then you are well aware of the bombarding that is occurring with are you registered to vote? And pretty soon you're going to get a lot of fact-checked um, vote for this person or that person or the other. Robert Epstein uh, actually did a breakdown. He's no conservative, by the way. Um, but he did a breakdown and said that uh, social media could influence as many as 15 million votes. Uh, in a presidential election, which effectively could decide the election, depending on where those votes are, simply by putting messages out on their so-called platforms. 
you know, and I, when I say so, uh, social media, I should also include Google in that. And because, you know, they actually, you know, the search bar parameters are not just simply based on the number of searches. Um, those are manipulated. And so if they want an article to be squelched, they're going to put an algorithm in so that that article does, I mean, it'll come up, but you're going to have to look to find it. Um, a friend of mine had mentioned that he had struggled at one point to actually find my podcast um, because, uh, whatever reason, I don't recall now, my podcast, which reaches very few people, and I don't think is extreme, um, Can you imagine that? Anyway, so that's enough. I'm going to uh, include a link uh, on uh, Robert Epstein, uh, his testimony uh, uh, in the remarks for the, for the uh, the podcast there for you to take a look at. Now, I wanted to address, and I've got about five or six minutes for this, uh, um, the question that I was talking about at the onset of the podcast. It's uh, um, what is the reason that somebody could give her voting for Biden and Harris. Well, first of all, you have to remember that you're not really voting for Joe Biden. Many people make this mistake. And one thing, actually, I was very heartened. Uh, my daughter uh, made this comment on this post that, well, you know, Biden's just as much to the right as Trump. Um, and old Biden was. Biden right now is just a shell. And inside that shell is the squad and Bernie. Make no mistake, that's what's going on. Now, normally you would think that, you know, so Nancy Pelosi's over there setting up her commission, and many conservatives think that the commission is set up so that that if Biden wins, and of course they think that Biden's going to win. Right now I see this is going to be as a tremendous blowout for Trump, but but I'm quite likely wrong, but that's what I'm that's my guess. Um but Many conservative pundits think that this whole commission that uh, Speaker Pelosi is setting up is so that if Biden wins or when Biden wins and is inaugurated, they can get him out. Let me pose something different to you. At the end of Woodrow Wilson's term, second term in office, he had a stroke. Now, did he turn or did transfer of power go from Woodrow Wilson to the vice president? No. So who ran the country while Woodrow Wilson was incapacitated? His wife. Who stands to gain with Sleepy Joe, as the president calls him, I'd call him Senile Joe, um, who's going to be the manipulator? Is it going to be uh, Kamala Harris, 
Remember, the vice presidency has always been considered to be one of the most worthless positions ever. Or will it be Dr. Jill running the White House? Propping up her husband like she's been doing the whole campaign. Have you thought on that one? Anyway, back to the question. So, I'm I'm not sure I can really think. I I responded to her tongue in cheek, saying, "Well, you know, because that twenty five hundred dollars savings that you got on your annual premiums for health care under Obamacare just wasn't enough savings." Of course, everyone knows that that nobody got a twenty five hundred dollar um, a year annual premium reduction, contrary to what what uh, we were promised in the PolitiFact lie of the year um, that we would get. So, so that's part of it. The tax cut is promised on day one to be eliminated. And contrary to what uh, Vice President Biden and Senator Harris says, that tax cut that was passed in 2017 actually will, if it's removed, will raise taxes on the vast majority of Americans. In fact, the only people that's going to really catch a break on it are those people that are in, not in the top 1%, but the top people that are probably in the top 10% that live in, in blue states that have huge, huge taxes. So think about that. They've also said they're going to pack the court, even though they won't admit to it now. In fact, they, uh, Biden, Vice President Biden, has said, you don't deserve to know. If they're making the election the fact that the people should decide, then not only should the president, should Vice President Biden state whether or not he's, he'll support packing the court, but he should also state whom he would select. You know, why not just make it that way out right at the front? Say, well, you know, the president selected Amy Coney Barrett. If I were nominated, this is a group of people from whom I would select to sit in Ruth Bader Ginsburg's chair. Ain't no ways touching that. Ain't no ways touching that. Taxes are going to go up. Capital gains. Who wants to double the capital gains tax? You want to see the stock market crash? The stock market's up, what, 10,000 points since Trump took office, which we were never going to see again, by the way, from Nobel Prize winning economist uh, Paul Krugman at the New York Times. But he didn't know if the Dow would ever recover. From Trump's victory, it's up. By the way, it's a, you know, it's not up double, but it's so over fifty percent higher. Do you think it'll be fifty percent higher when the Congress and the Senate both pass through uh, uh, doubling the capital gains tax? 
the good news though is you'll be able to take a tax deduction you know on on your stock losses bad news is is that if you're counting on your 401k to help you in retirement well i'm sorry School choice. Sorry, the only choice that Democrats care about is your choice to offer up a sacrifice on their religious altar, which is abortion. That a baby is not a baby until it's wheeled out with its mother to the car to go home from the hospital. That's the only time a baby becomes a baby in a Democrat's eyes. That genocide pure and simple because even though it's not a majority of babies aborted or black it's a disproportionate disproportionate number almost twice the number percentage wise compared to the population And too many people are too cowardly to call it for what it is. We'll go ahead and stop right there for now because there's way too many answers to give to such a loaded question, but I'll probably try to pick it up another time. For now, so Snake River Lib, you've got uh, you know just a couple of weeks left. Remember, uh, if you're Democrat, voting's on the 4th. I'm just kidding. Uh... November 3rd, Tuesday. Please vote. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. Please vote. Please vote. The elections are traditionally decided by less than half the population. And that's a bad thing. Period. And hopefully we will have a swift result. Don't think we will, but we can always hope. Taxation is theft.